the entire sitter front to back every day or something like that? Because she didn't know how to dive in. Yeah. There's different versions of the story. I think maybe there's a few anyways. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just in terms of saying a lot of different words. So it is. He's going to hang it. That aspect. (laughs) That aspect of being able to like, you know, on Rosh Chodesh to Mm -hmm. say like Shabbos Musa for like Mm -hmm. Shabbos Mm Shabbos. You know, this is interesting. Every bracha that you make, let's say like Shahakal, right? So if you think about it, every let's say Shahakal, it starts off in 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 the second person, right? Baruch Ata Hashem, right? Blessed are you. So it's talking directly to Hashem face to face, right? And then at the end of the bracha, it turns into the third person, Shachol Niyah Bidvaro. Everything was created with His words. So it starts off in the in the first person and moves into the third person, which is funny because you would think. And as the bracha goes on, we get more closer with Hashem. It sounds like we're getting farther. So, so the, way, the way it's explained is that a bracha begins second person, so there's a certain, a certain level of closeness with God, but, but then a person goes deeper and realizes that that God that you thought you knew, you don't really know. Like the one that you're talking to is deeper than you think. And so it's not a matter of moving away from that face-to-face, but it's a matter of like recognizing, whoa, that that God that I, until now, thought I understood, I don't understand. And so you're moving from you into Him. So I can't explain maybe, I don't know if, just if you isolate Shabbos, just sort of isolate Shabbos, Shabbos, are the, you know, it starts off Friday night, you, Shabbos day, and that's, okay, that's a, that's a God that, that's a relatable God. That's why even according to the Rizal, for example, Friday night, although halachically, once Friday night comes, it's the same halacha Shabbos as it is, you know, uh, Shabbos afternoon. But in terms of the development of the neshama and how much of a, how much of the light of Shabbos is really, um, you, know, uh, you, know, m- you know, developing our personal neshama, there is a process. And so Friday night is not really Shabbos yet. Friday night is sort of the the crowning of the six days of the week, in a certain sense, and really Shabbos begins in that in that in, in its purest sense in the soul when you say Nishmas, Shabbos morning, and then it really takes it to the next level. So Friday night, you're still dealing with the God of the six days of the week, right? So the God of the six days of the week is a God that you understand, that's relatable, that's that that's packaged in our world, the the God of the, a God that's not challenging me to completely upend my entire way of thinking. Right? It's a God that's within my framework of being, within my understanding of who I am and the world around me. That God is asking me and trying to relate to me on my territory. And so Friday night is also that God, but just to its most perfect degree. The crowning, the crowning jewel of the six days of the week. So it's still you. But then you get into Shabbos. And Shabbos proper, Shachras and Musaf, is already, it's not Atta, it's not you anymore. Because who that God is of the six days of the week is now completely blown out of the water. God on Shabbos is not trying to keep us as we are, keeping us from our perspective, and just relating to us in our page. And Shabbos, it's about us completely flipping 
gears and thinking about reality as God sees it and his territory. And so then no longer is it a you, it's more him. But the amazing thing of Shal Shuddha's time is that all of a sudden that God that during Shabbos day was out of our realm of understanding and we're sort of guests in his place, it actually becomes our place then. And so we settle in and we allow that light of Shabbos to sort of really be, um, be, be, be absorbed in us. That's why the Baal Shemta, for example, he was very much, you know, he, he pushed very much for a Yidin to get together for a Shal Shittas, right? The other meals of the day, you're with your family, but a Shal Shittas, it's a big Indian for Yidin to get together. Why? So he said one of the reasons is because the light of Shal Shittas is so intense that it needs a lot of kalim. You need a lot of vessels to receive it. So, for example, like the Gemara says in Saita, if you have one object, you have one person, and this one person can pick up, let's say, 50 pounds. He's a little strong guy. He could, he could bench, you know, whatever it is. He could, uh, more than 50 pounds, usually, whatever it is, 100 pounds, whatever it is, right? And now, so we have one person, he can pick up 100 pounds. Another person, he could also pick up 100 pounds. But if they work together in unison, then they, don't, they, they, they can pick up more than just 200 pounds. They can pick up 300 pounds. Because when people come together, then all of a sudden they can ha- they can bear much more than they can individually. So the whole aim of Shal Shudas is for the Jewish people to be able to absorb the light of Shabbos, where that light of Shabbos, which is the, a God that's unknown, all of a sudden we become big enough to be able to say that we know that God. Not that God is shrinking back to the six days a week, but we're becoming bigger. In order to absorb that, we have to, you know, we have to connect with each other's shoulders, you know what I'm saying, to, to be able to bear that together. So that's when we move into Atacha. That's why Shal Shudas is a continuation, really, of Mincha. That's why by, the big tzaddik, by a lot of big tzaddikim, Mincha was very quick. They wouldn't have like a long Shemineser by Mincha and Shabbos. And they would have a long Shal Shudas. Because the Shal Shudas was considered to be part of the process of Mincha. So it's one ongoing, it's one ongoing thing. And it's all about trying to... Um, that, that, that pers- Again, there's two ways to perceive reality. There's the six days of the week perception, which is we're created, we're human beings, we're people, this is planet Earth, and there's a God that's uh, watching over us, that's, that we depend on Him, and we follow His order, it's all, it's all good. But it's still our place and our sense of control. Whereas, my, whereas Shabbos Day, it's His territory, which means that there's no world that we're living in that we're trying to follow His orders. We're in His world. All there is is Him. You know, that's why, for example, you know, when we say every day and we say twice a day, so we say we're makabal on ourselves, all malchus right? So we accept the yoke of heaven, we, we, we pronounce what it means to be yid, what is faith. So it's comprised of two parts, shema yisrael shem v'kinesh v'chad, baruch shem kvod machus Right, so it's well known that the, the sentence of shema yisrael, that was said by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? That's the, that's the Pasuk in Sefer Devarim. So it's a Pasuk that was said by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu always represents seeing things from God's perspective. Moshe Rabbeinu is in that he brings down Torah to us, right? Moshe Rabbeinu always means God's perspective. And God's perspective is Hashem and Hashem Echad, it's all one. That's an unknowable God. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu, we never got comfortable with him. Aaron we were more comfortable with. Moshe we were never super comfortable with. Not because, not because there was anything wrong with Moshe, but just Moshe Rabbeinu. Was, like, our comfort zone is that we live that we're in control. I'm deciding right now to pick up this phone and I'm deciding to put it back down. That's, that's, that's my power. It's just, there's a power that's stronger than me that's called God. But I do have power. That's the six days of the week. 
and that's Baruch Shem Kvod Mechus Right? The second line, Baruch Shem Kvod Mechus means that God is, that, that there's a kingdom, and he's the king. But when you have a kingdom and a king, the citizens still are able to do what they want. They just have to know that there's repercussions and so on. They have their own, you know, they have their own bechira uh, and free choice and so on. And that's Baruch Shem. And so the six days of the week is connected with Baruch Shem which was said by Yaakov Avinu. <clears throat> Yaakov versus Moshe. Moshe is more Shabbos. And Yaakov corresponds to the six days of the week. That's why Yaakov loved Yosef. Yosef is the sixth one of the Mishbizin. It's number six, which is the six days of the week. So that's why Shabbos Day, Shabbos Day, which is no longer talking to him in second person, it's more of us moving into God's territory. It starts with Yismach Moshe, Bamanas Chalkai. That's why it's brought down in the Svarim, Megala Mukas writes this, that right now the word, the, the, the word, the sentence of Shema Yisrael has 25 letters to it. And the sentence of Baruch Shem has 24 letters to it. Altogether, that's 49. But, Lassad Lavo, when Mashiach comes, and Mashiach comes means Shal Shudas, where we'll be able to be comfortable in really embracing that reality of Mashiach Rabbeinu. And right now, there's a conflict. Right now, it's either six days of the week, and that's Baruch Shem, and that's comfort, our comfort zone. Or it's Shabbos Day, and that's Moshe Rabbeinu, which is amazing, high and beautiful, but it's not sort of our comfort zone. And then you have Shal Shudas, which is what? Which is merging of both, which is our comfort zone. But what is our comfort zone now? God's domain. We're now comfortable in that place of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why Shal Shudas is a time where the tzaddik and we're makbit to try to make it lengthy, to extend it into the six days of the week. Because that's what Shal Shudas is about. It's about giving us the, the ability to to absorb in a, which is a Baruch Shem quality of being able to be comfortable but comfortable with what? with that's why it's brought down that when Mashiach comes which is Shal Shudas there's going to be not just 25 letters to Shema Yisrael there's going to be 25 letters to Baruch Shem with the additional Vav it's going to be Shema Yisrael and that Letter Vav connecting those two sentences. That's that's the um, that's what's going to bring together these two worlds of Shema and Baruch Shem, which is the Shal Shudas of uh, which is, that's why it's hinted to in the pasuk when Moshe Rabbeinu, the first time Moshe Rabbeinu, um, the first time we see Moshe Rabbeinu taking a leadership position, and it's at the same time as he's protecting a Jew, right? When he hits, when he kills the Mitzri. Right, when the Mitzri is beating up a Jew by, in Egypt, so Moshe Rabbeinu kills him. So it says in Pasuk over there, before he, as he's getting ready, the Yifen Kai V'chai. Moshe looks this way, and he looks that way. Nish, he makes sure no one's watching, and he kills the Mitzri. That moment when Moshe Rabbeinu is doing two things, he's, he's establishing himself as the leader, and he's also helping Yid. That moment of Moshe Rabbeinu is reflective of what the ultimate tachlis is, which is, which is Moshe Rabbeinu, Shema Yisrael Shemad but in a way that you're helping a Jew to receive that, that it's not overwhelming. Understand? Like that moment of Moshe Rabbeinu is not just, he's not just getting rid of bad guys. He's also helping the Jew at the same time. And so that moment of Moshe Rabbeinu Help killing the mitzri, but also by at the same time helping the Jew, 
is reflective of the ultimate goal, which is Moshe Rabbeinu being Moshe Rabbeinu, Shema Yisrael Shem Hashem Echad, but the Jewish people being able to see him as as uh, as our savior, as someone that 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 is helping us, not someone that's throwing us for a loop, but that we're comfortable with. That's why Viyar the Yif and Kai Vachai is Kai is Chafei. That's twenty-five. Shema Yisrael Shem Hashem Echad is twenty-five letters, and at that time Baruch Hashem will also be twenty-five letters, and so that's what's being hinted to at that moment. So that's that's what Shabbos says. So it starts off in the in the Atta. Because Friday night is still crowning the six days of the week, so it's still within Baruch Shem. And then you go into Shabbos Day, Yismach Moshe. Whoa! Reality is not what I thought it was. I'm not as much in control as I thought I was, which is the truth that Shema Yisrael but it's not something I'm super comfortable with until you get to Shal Shudis, where that reality that I thought well, I'm not comfortable with, I actually am. And that's Ata Echad. So all of a sudden, that level of echad, which is I could say the word atah. And so I could, I could speak to Hashem in that direct, comfortable way, even though the God that I'm speaking to now is a God that's completely beyond my, what I thought was my capability of really connecting to. And that's, um, that's what Shal Shudas is, you know, that's why Shal Shudas is such an important time, not just like, because it's a halacha, but it's um, to really be able to give us the ability to absorb the light of Shabbos and to carry that through the six days of the week. That's a, you know, that's an important uh, an important time. Yantif is back to Kulalachem with the Maybe Kulalachem doesn't even fit in. Now you want to know Yantif too? Also, it's appropriate. Yeah, I know, right? Yantif, Yantif is, um, it's, you know, listen, uh, every Yantif has its own identity, you know? On some level, Yantif is still, is still reflective of the six days of the week. It's just a higher state, a higher level. Every Yantif is still, com- it's, it, every Yantif commemorates, see, every Yantif commemorates something that Hashem did to us to help us out on our terms. You know what I'm saying? Like we were in Mitzrayim, we're stuck in a mess, so Hashem takes us out, that's Pesach. We're stuck wandering through lives of chaos, so we need direction, Hashem gives us a tar that us. We're going through the desert without any protection, without any sense of security, so Hashem gives us sukkahs, that's sukkahs. So it's always about there being something missing in our lives, and Hashem coming to fill it. That's the essential nature of, of a yantiv. Every you know one of the main differences between Yontif and Shabbos is that on Yontif there's a mitzvah simcha, whereas Yant, whereas Shabbos there's no mitzvah to be happy to, to have simcha. There's a mitzvah oinik, so that's true. So Yismach Moshe, that's true. So I can explain that. You'll see. Very good. But but in halacha there's no mitzvah simcha on Shabbos. Simcha Yontif. Why? Because simcha is a feeling that one has when there was a problem that's solved. So there's a problem. For every every other that start with a problem, and Yantav comes solves that problem. So that creates simcha. But Shabbos is not a time of simcha like that because there's nothing, you know, on the outside there's no problem that Shabbos comes to solve. It's perfect. It's perfect. Everything was fine, right? Everything was fine. So what was missing? Nothing really. Now once you have Shabbos, then you could look back at the six days and say, oh, it was missing a lot, right? 
So Yisnach Ma'ishem Anis Chalka is like one, once there's Shabbos, then I appreciate the fact that there's Simcha. But but going into Shabbos, there's no obligation to be happy because I, I, there's really nothing missing. But the nature of a Yantif is celebrating a God who fixes our problems. That's more of an Atta. That's more of an Atta God. It's a God that that understands what we're dealing with and knows what we need and gives us our and gives us that that. The, the, you know the, the solutions to our problems, so Shabbos also is a solution to our problem. But we didn't know what the problem was, right? On Yontif, we know what the problem is. The problem is we're stuck in slavery. The problem is we're not protecting the desert. So those are clear problems that we know of, and Hashem fixes those problems. So I understand, I appreciate that, and I understand that that that's it's it's a um, the God of Yontif is a God that I could hold on to, you know, but Shabbos. Shabbos, Shabbos, I don't, I, they, they, until I know, until I'm given Shabbos, I don't, I don't know what the problem was. It's, 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 it's like everything else in life. You know, a person is holding by a certain place and they're comfortable in their Yiddishkeit, then there's nothing, then there's no problem. So sometimes, sometimes there's a problem, and then the problem, the, the void that they're feeling compels them to look deeper. But sometimes they don't feel that void. So in that case, then they just have to be shown something deeper, and then they'll real, they'll, then they'll go back, and they'll realize what the problem was. You know, that's that's more Shabbos. That's one of the differences in Shabbos and Yanta. That's why Shabbos is from God, right? Kviyakaima, it's set in stone. Bezdin, the Jewish people don't need to sanctify Shabbos. We don't have to make Shabbos. We we acknowledge Shabbos with Kiddush. We acknowledge it, but we don't have to make Shabbos. Yantif, we have to make, because that's the essential difference. That Shabbos is a Shabbos is the Rabbanu Shalom giving us a solution to a problem we don't know we had. But Yantif is Hashem giving us a solution to a problem that we know we have. So, Yantif, so therefore there's a, certain, there's a certain joy in Yantif, because like we know what the issue is. But with Shabbos, it's like you could only appreciate it after the fact, you know? Like, like oh, like in, when, when you first receive Shabbos, it's just, it's, it's nice. It's nice, it's, but it's not, I, I don't know why this is so necessary. But like once you get it, then like oh yeah, it was, it was not much necessary, you know. That that's one of the differences between Shabbos and Yantif, you know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll connect this to Shua so we don't have to like completely yeah, make a new share from it. Question: What yeah. about Rosh Hashanah? The problem I mean, we created the problem Rosh Hashanah. It's only Rosh Hashanah. The other ones are all objects. Joe Kippur's obvious. We need Shua. We need it's a, totally a favor. Uh, Rosh Hashanah, right? It seems that we need to exist. We did it. Yeah, it means it means it means that there's a deficiency. The, the the problem that Rosh Hashanah comes to solve is 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 not existing. Is being perpetually a baby in the womb without emerging. That's a big problem. People, people, the people that have a, men, a lot of potential, they, if a person has potential, they need to be the, they need a number of things. They need an environment to allow their potential to come out, and they need the confidence to bring out their potential. They need to, you know, there's a lot of factors. And so that's what Rosh Hashanah is. But without Rosh Hashanah, then we're all stuck. We're all stuck in this, like, potential state. Like, there's, a, there's potentially a world, but there's no world yet. Rosh Hashanah is like, there's a, that's a big problem. Okay.
No, so what's so what's so let's let, let's connect this to Shuas. I was going to talk about something else, but let's talk about Shuas now. So, so it's interesting. The Gemara says in Shabbos that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu on the um, how to go. Yeah, on the fourth day of Sivan, on the fourth day of Sivan, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, that get ready today and tomorrow, separate from women and so on, because on the next day, which would be the sixth day of Sivan. The Torah will be given, but Chazal say that Moshe Rabbeinu made a, like a funny, kavuchaymer, uh, questionable drasha, uh, not kavuchaymer, hekish, a questionable hekish, and uh, he decided heisif yamecha midaite. He said we're gonna we're gonna push off close the Torah for another day instead of having the preparation on the fourth and fifth day. The preparation will be whatever is remaining of the fourth day, the fifth day, and the sixth day, and then the seventh day the Torah will be given. So that's what happened. And the Rabbanishim was masking. How do you know the Rabbanishim agreed? Because the Torah wasn't given on the sixth day. It was given on the seventh day. CC Hashem agreed. So the question is, why would Moshe Rabbeinu do this? So one of the explanations that the, that the Mepharshim give is because Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted the Torah to be given on Shabbos. And that year, the way it worked out the calendar is that the, fifth, the, the sixth day of Sivan, which would have been the day the Torah was given, if Moshe Rabbeinu didn't uh, interfere, that was a Friday. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to push things off for Shabbos. So now the question is, what's so significant about the Torah being given on Shabbos? That's number one. And number two, if it is so significant, then why, then why didn't Hashem plan that initially? Why is he waiting for Moshe Rabbeinu on his own to decide that? Huh? Why put him in a situation to push it off? Evidently, it's, so, it's super important for it to be received on Shabbos. So what's the need? So maybe I mean this. So maybe it's related to what we just said. Huh? So the truth is, it's funny because the truth is Shabbos was given to them in Mara. So already a few days after you see it's been trying, they 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 already had Shabbos. So, so perhaps one of the explanations can be based on what we were just talking about. See, Torah could also be seen in the in the in these two ways. Is Torah? Is Torah fixes a problem? But what is that problem that it fixes? So on the one hand, one way of thinking is that Torah is like Yantif, which is, I know what the problem is. The problem is we have Yitzhara. The problem is life is uh, chaotic. I don't have any direction. So I need the Torah. And that's what Moshe said to the Malachim, right? Hashem said, Malachim said to Moshe Rabbein, to Hashem, what, what are you doing? What are you giving the Torah to human beings for? So Hashem said to Moshe, hold up to me, Kizia Kovit, and answer them. What did he answer them? Basically, we have a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems. We have a Yitzhar, we have all these things. That's what we need the Torah. But that's, that's Torah if the Torah would have been given purely on Yantif. But then there's something else. Torah is also a solution to a problem that we don't know of. See, the Yitzhar, we know that problem. Torah comes to fix that. Torah Tavim's Gavali. But there's also something else about Torah that you only realize what you're missing after you start to learn. It's like once you connect to Yiddish guy, then you realize, whoa, okay, my problems were much bigger than just my Yitzhar. What was my problem? My problem was that I wasn't living with Dvekas, I wasn't living with Yichar Hashem, with oneness. I wasn't, I was stuck in this world. Even if I'm in this world and I'm not being brought down by Yitzhar, 
So I don't have that yontif problem. I don't have that clear, noticeable problem in my life. But there's still a big problem, which is I'm stuck in this world. Torah, it's chaimil machzikim, but Torah is not just a tool to deal with the obvious problem of the Yitzhara, but Torah is also a way to escape the entire, the entire universe of finite. And that's a Shabbos Torah. That's a Torah that you only realize what the problem was once you're given the answer. So Moshe Rabbeinu cannot allow the Torah to be given disconnected from Shabbos. If the Torah was given to us just on, on Friday, it means the only connection to, Torah, to the modern Torah would be that it's a yontif of Shuvahs. And that would be giving us a Torah that's only a solution to the problem of the Yitzhara, the Torah that the Malachim that the Malachim can be maskim to allow us to have. But that's not, that, that, that's, that's small. Moshe Rabbeinu on his own, on his own, it, it adds another day. Moshe Rabbeinu needs a Torah to be given on Shabbos to give us the ability, to give us the appreciation, to give us, and, and for us to be able to receive a, a Torah that answers problems that we don't even know we have. A Torah that, that allows us to transcend the entire place of, of finite. And that's why it's not something that, it's not something that Hashem, Hashem wants Moshe Rabbeinu to, to do this because because the, the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is, is, for, is for us to be able to, to appreciate what's being given to us. Like, if Hashem on His own decided that the Torah was going to be given on Shabbos, so then, okay, then, then we might not notice that, we might not realize what, you know, what's being given to us. But the fact that Maishah Rabbeinu, the human being representing the Jewish people on His own, has decided to push things off, Till Shabbos, it means that Moshe Rabbeinu is is sort of um, giving the Jewish people the the spiritual sensitivity to to realize to to realize what type of solution is being given to us to a problem that we might not notice at first. Means that even once the Torah is given to us, at least then we notice what the problem was. That's because Moshe Rabbeinu on his own decided to push off the Torah to, to be given on Shabbos. Because now the we we now as human beings we could appreciate the Torah in its Shabbos form. If Hashem was the one that gave it to us on Shabbos, we might never appreciate it. Then even when Shabbos gone, I don't know what it is. But now that the Torah was given to us by Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what's going on. Those are the two layers of Torah. That's really one of the differences between the first Luchas and the second Luchas, right? The second luchas is much more focused on dealing with the obvious problem of the Yitzhar. That's why one of the major differences between the first and second luchas is that the second luchas is a version of Torah that is dominated by Tarsh Peh. Because Tarsh Peh, Tarsh Peh is a side of Torah that's hyper-focused on fixing the problem of the Yitzhar. Like the Gemara says in the Dharam, based on the Pasuk in Mishli, ki b'roiv chachma roiv kas. The more anger there is, the more of the Yitzhar you have, the more wisdom you need. So the more, you know, because there's the Yitzhar to write on Shabbos, that's why we have Moksa, right? Or, you know, whatever the, the Malach is. Because there's, a, because there's a temptation to eat Basr B'chalov, that's why you're not allowed to have chicken and milk. So all the concept of Tarsh Peh is about making fences. Fences for what? People that are struggling with the Yitzhar. So the second Luchas 
are very focused on what? On the Torah being given to solve that particular problem that's called the Sahara. But the first Luchas is not so much about that. Of course, there is that element, but the first Luchas is much more focused on the Torah being given to us as a way to solve a problem that we don't realize, which is that we're stuck in a finite world. And we need to get out and to be able to experience something that's bigger. That's, that's the first Luchas. That's why Shulas, in a certain sense, is really a celebration of the first Luchas, you know. Because that was the plan with Shulas. The plan was to get the first Luchas, you know. We have to wait till Yom Kippur until we get the second Luchas. That's why Yom Kippur is about solving problems that we know. We know what the problems are. Averis, <laughs> we know what the problems are. So the second Luchas is the Torah that fixes that problem. But Shulas is a Yantif that's about um, fixing a problem that we don't realize we have, you know. And by Moshe Rabbeinu deciding on his own to push Mantar off till Shabbos, that's giving us the ability to appreciate that gift, at least once it's given. You know? But if, it, but if you know, without Mesh doing that, then first of all, we might not have received that level of Tyra. Or if Hashem decided to give it to us on Shabbos, we might never appreciate it. But now that Mesh decides, that means the Jewish people, deep down, from that point of Mesh inside, deep down the Jewish people are. Are, are a little bit aware that there's, there might be a problem, you know? And then when the Torah is given, it's like, oh yeah, Taka, I know. I, I knew there was a problem. I knew there was a problem. And then it's, you know, that's why, you know, there's a Misa, I guess one of those, I don't know. There's a Misa with the, um, the, 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 the Tzedek, that there was um, a Yid that came to him, a Chassid came to him and said, like, you know, Rabbi, you, you speak a lot about Chassidus and deep ideas. I don't really understand whatever, you, I don't know what you're talking about, really. Like, I don't really understand it. So like, is it a, is it is there any purpose in me listening? To that? I I don't really understand. So Tzimach said he said like this. He said, Marshall, let's say you have a a chas and you're by a wedding or something. It's very noisy. There's a band. There's a lot of people talking. It's a big, and you're and you're and you happen to be right or wrong eavesdropping into another person's conversation, and so there's a lot of noise going around. So you don't really hear every single word. You, you sort of get the basic idea of what they're talking about, but you can't really get the details. You know. So Lamashal, he said, let's say those two people that are having that conversation then decide to repeat the conversation to everyone when the noise, you know, when it's now quiet. You'll be the first one. Like before anyone says, oh yeah, I know, I know. Like you'll, you'll be able to anticipate what they're going to say because you kind of heard it already, you know. So it sounds like the same thing. He said, like when Mashiach comes, right now you're right. We don't really understand what our problem is. We don't know what Tyre is really. But when Mashiach comes... That's when Hashem will really be able to explain what Tyre is. But if you at least overheard that conversation a little bit, you, know, you don't really understand it so much. But you'll be the you'll be the first ones to uh, to realize, you know. And everyone else will be like waiting for the punch, and like I got it already, you know. And so that's that's that itself is Kedai, you know. No, Tyre. All these levels, you know, Tyre that fixes the problems that we know of, Tyre that fixes problems we don't know of. That's the main thing. Tyre is not a gift. It's a refuah. It's a gift. It's um, what we would have Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit, there'd be no, don't, there would be no meaning. There's no nothing. You know, it's like what is, what's life? Life is like it's so, it's so. Can you imagine living a meaningless life? It's like there's nothing. There's no, there's no, there's no purpose. So what? As the whole world is depressed because of that, they all want to just like kill themselves, collectively because of that. They just don't have the guts. They want so they take their frustration on everyone else, you know, particularly the Jewish people. But it's really just coming from a place of like frustration that they just don't want to live themselves.
So it's Rachmanus, you know? So we bring life back to them. And Shavuos be Nami Lachem. Right? Because it's Mamish, uh, it's not for Ruchni, it's for Yisraelim Hazah. That's why we want Yiddish guy, for Yisraelim Hazah, not Yisraelim Hazah. Otherwise, what's, uh, it's not worth it. All right, that's a Shem Shvigah. Okay.